0: Imagine. Imagine you're there. You're in Jerusalem. You're in the temple courts. And you're listening to Jesus teach. You're hanging on every word he says. And you hear a noise behind you. You hear people yelling and you look over your shoulder and you see a group of men from the back dragging a woman in by her arms. And you recognize these men. You know them. These are the religious leaders. And they drag the woman into the front before Jesus. And they throw her down. And they look at Jesus. And they say, Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Now, our law, the law from Moses, says we should stone her to death. What do you say we should do? And Jesus reaches down, picks up a stone, and he looks at the crowd. And he looks at the men, and he says, If any one of you is without sin, you should throw the first stone. One by one, the men and the crowd turned, and they left quietly, till it was just Jesus and the woman before him. He reached out his hand. He looked at the woman in her eyes. He said, Woman, where are your accusers? Who has condemned you? And the woman said, no one, sir. Jesus responded, neither have I condemned you. Now turn and walk away from your sin. My name is Carter Moore, and I am a sinner. Uh, I'm also a follower of Jesus. I also judge people. Um... Tonight we're going to talk about something that Jesus said in Matthew's Gospel, and it's something that I struggle with every day, judgment. So if you brought your Bibles, we're just going to dive right in. If you didn't bring your Bible, but you have it on your cell phone or your iPad, that's great. If you don't have a Bible or didn't bring it, that's fine too. The words are going to be on the screen for you. Um, We're going to go to Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 7, and we're going to read through verses 1 through 5. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. When I was 21, I became a follower of Jesus. And uh, for the first time, I started reading my Bible, really with a hunger and a thirst to know what it meant. Um, But what I didn't have is I didn't have a, a mentor or someone I could go to in the church that could help me understand what the scripture was saying and how it applied to my life, even the context that it was in at the time, So what I did was I read it, I started memorizing it, and I thought I knew exactly what it meant. And I started telling people. I told them what I knew to be right. I was quick to condemn. I was quick to judge. I was quick to point out the speck in the eye of others. I was much quicker to point out their sin before confessing my own. I was much quicker to expect forgiveness than to ask for it. See, I had, a, I had a plank in my eye. See, confession is a, it's a fundamental part of Christianity. Um, I actually think we're really good at confessing sins. Right now in the American church, I think we're really good at it. Just not our own. I think we're really good at confessing other people's sins for them. And that's judgment. Judgment. When Jesus is talking about judgment he's speaking to a really large crowd and earlier in his teaching in chapter 6 verse 12 Jesus teaches them about confession and then how to pray. He says these words and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. See Jesus tells us that we aren't supposed to judge other people because they sin. He also tells us that if someone sins against us we're supposed to forgive them. And then we will be forgiven. I want to read another story. This is from the Gospel of Luke. If you want to turn there, it's chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Uh, This will also be on the screen. To some who were confident of their own righteousness, been there, and looked down on everybody else there too. Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector, he stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So the way you judge is the way you will be judged. The way you forgive is the way you'll be forgiven. Confess your sins humbly before God, you will be exalted. Jesus said this stuff. And I don't think it's a recommendation that he was giving us. I believe it to be at the core of being his follower. I'll tell you a little bit about myself again when I was doing my faith in Jesus. I had a roommate who smoked weed in our house all the time. And I was at a point in my, in my life where I didn't need to or want to smoke weed. So I did what I thought was right I told him he was stupid. I judged him, I condemned him. I had another roommate who was having sex with multiple girls and he was trying to juggle all of these relationships at the same time. Again, I was at a point in my life where I believed that was wrong so I told him he was an idiot. I judged him, I condemned him. Instead of praying for my roommates, showing love to them, having gentle conversations with them, I poured out judgment. And when you fight fire with fire, It's a losing battle. You see, I had a plank in my eye. And Jesus did something. He took the planks from my eyes, and he hung on them. He died for my sins, for my condemnation, for my judgment. And he did the same thing for each one of you. It was Jesus who also reminded us of the most important commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. So when you're pointing out the speck in someone's eye, you're trying to change them, in essence. When you try to change someone else, deep down what you're doing is you're really trying to change something in yourself. If you fully understood and believed in the death and resurrection of Jesus, then you would love yourself right where you are, the way God made you, the way Jesus sees you, as the person Jesus died for. And then you'd be able to love others right where they are, the way God made them, the way Jesus sees them, as the person Jesus died for. Four days ago, we celebrated Easter, the holidays of bunnies and chocolate, right? No, the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus the empty tomb if anyone has the right to judge it's Jesus but Jesus took on sin and condemnation to the cross and to death and when he came out of the tomb he left them there I want you to think about these questions for a moment I want you to think deeply about them and what it means for you and how you live your life and how you treat other people What was it that drew you closer to Jesus? Was it his condemnation? Or was it his compassion? Was it his punishment? Or was it his perfect peace? Was it his heavy burdens? Or was it his gentle yoke? I want you to take a look at this video.
1: I had done a lot of funerals when I was at Calvary. I would sit down with a family and if they had a good relationship, they would talk on and on and on and on. If they had a bad relationship, there'd be silence. So I decided when I died, I didn't want people to be silent. I sat down one day and wrote a list of everybody I knew I had offended. And I began working my way through the list. Some people I knew in the relationship, I was right and they were wrong. Uh, But I finally decided relationship is way more important than who's right or who's wrong. I think it's an issue of humility, that you have to be willing to humble yourself and go and ask forgiveness. And most humans have a hard time with humbling themselves. I think forgiveness is a great idea until you have someone to forgive, and then It's very difficult. You have to humble yourself. You have to admit you were wrong. You have to look at the person in the eyeballs. And all of that's intimidating.
2: Two years later, when I get a call from Ed saying he wants to come over and see me, I was curious to know what he would have to say to me. So when he walked in the office, he got on his knees and almost on his face and named everything that had been done against me, which I really could hardly remember, but now it's coming back to me. And the the word is betrayal and uh, marginalized, abandoned, uh, not mattering. So when he came in and asked my forgiveness, I realized that our relationship was being reconciled. I will never forget seeing Ed in front of me. It would have been much different with a phone call or a letter or an email. But to look into his face, to see his eyes, does something very mysterious that is eternally impacting me. And when he left, there was this huge emotion of release of all the pain and all the anguish that I had stuffed And it just started to come up, and I couldn't stop crying.
1: There are consequences to the choices we make. Forgiveness and forgiving people does not overrule those consequences but it's still the right thing to do. The list is done, so having gone through forgiveness, I am much slower to judge and much quicker to listen. And if we lived in a world like that, there would be harmony and peace
0: having gone through forgiveness I am much slower to judge and much quicker to listen and if we lived in a world like that there would be harmony and peace amen I'm going to invite the band to come up now and for the next few minutes I want to give you guys an opportunity uh, to reflect on, on what you've heard Maybe you're at a place where you need to forgive someone. Maybe you're in need of the forgiveness offered through Jesus for the first time or the hundredth time. Maybe, like me, you need a reminder to take the plank out of your own eye. Maybe it's a reminder to not throw stones. Uh, Katie's going to sing a song for us. It's one of my uh, favorite worship songs. And there's a line in the song that says, It was my sin that held him there. So, at the foot of the cross, I've got a few hundred stones laid out. I want you to really listen to and think deeply about the words that Katie is singing. Take some time with God. If you feel led during this time or any time the rest of the night, you can go ahead and come up to the cross, take one of these stones. Take it home with you. Put it in your pocket. And when you leave here tonight, use it as a general reminder that just like Jesus did with a woman in the temple courts, he stepped in between condemnation and me. Saved me, he saved you. Use it as a reminder that the stone was rolled away. That the tomb is empty live forgiven you guys please pray with me Father God thank you thank you that you stepped in thank you that you saved me from my condemnation thank you that you saved the whole world through your son Jesus thank you Jesus for going to the cross for suffering a death pain that we can't even fathom and for putting the exclamation point on on all when you beat death. We thank you, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.